saying your name? Yeah, uh, thanks, Deborah. I'm, this is Greg Milo, and this is Activate This Spot, a show about activating the unactivatable, about placemaking the unplaceable, and where we unpack luggage that was never really packed to begin with. It's just sitting in a closet with mothballs. Mothballs? Mothball? Mothballs? Each episode, I'll speak with an actronite who's well-trained in the powers of activation arts. They share with us their expertise in navigating the potholed roads toward activating space. And in particular space, there really stands no chance in ever being activated, quite honestly. Uh, in this episode, um, I speak with a man named Dave Lieberth who has spent uh, some time in Akron. Um, he's, uh, he's had some role in uh, certain things here and there throughout the years, um, okay. doing this, doing that. Um, currently... Ooh, so let's just get down to it. Um, I'm going to meet up with Dave Lieberth in a back alley somewhere in Akron. Um, there's more to that story. Here, we'll just get to it. Okay. Um, currently, um, let's see, it's a Sunday morning. I'm in an alleyway. It's a slight sprinkle, so you might be able to hear the sound effects of rain. Um, and I'm standing, I've, I've asked a man by the name of Dave Lieberth uh, to come meet me here in a back alley um, to explain a little bit about oh, his, his ideas on activation and what we could possibly do with this space. I'm going to have uh, Dave talk a little bit about that. But first, let me introduce Dave Lieberth. Yeah, can now, I put my gun in my car now? Because yeah. anytime anybody asks to meet me in a dark alley on a Sunday morning, <laughs> right. I approach it with a little trepidation. Yeah. Do you do this oh, often okay. then? Meet in dark alleys? You know, it's happened before. I, I wouldn't yeah. say that you're the first. Okay. Well, I'm I not a virgin when it comes to dark alleys, <laughs> alleys? and interviews. I think that's a whole other podcast we could do, Dark Alleys with Greg Milo. Not bad. Not bad. It's got, um, it's got, it's got some presence to it. I, I would think you ought to pursue it. Maybe I should just stop this one now and just head in that direction. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, but so I wanted to talk to you because you're one of these people who knows a little bit something about doing things with stuff, and you have some experience based on stuff that you've done in the past, I, I think. Yeah, stuff's I've, a good one. I've read books. Yeah, stuff's a good um, um, So, here's, what, what's your take on activating spaces? How do you, well, well, first of all, I think that we need to say that why do we have space in the first place? Huh. Because, you this know, at one scientific. point, at one point, Akron, Ohio, was such a well-developed community that about 95% of all of our land was developed. So there was hmm. no space hmm. to activate. And then the 80s came and demolition began here mm -hmm. and there. It increased in the 90s and the 2000s. And today, of course, uh, we're de demolishing houses all over the city yep. that were never meant to last 100 years, that were built at the turn of the last century. So we got space to activate now. Yeah. Uh, downtown Akron, uh, the best example that I can offer you, of course, is what we did when we tore down all the buildings between the Civic Theater um, and uh, O'Neill's mm -hmm. and opened up that space for the first time uh, in a hundred years. Hmm. And what space is that? 
Well, we uh, bought a stage and a canopy, and we called it Lock 3, because that's what it was on the Ohio and Erie Canal. And then there was another space behind it that we activated, and we called that Lock 4, because that was Lock 4 on the Ohio and Erie Canal. So reactivating what used to, uh, what was activated at one time, if you're considering it being along the canal, just you're not on the canal now, you're next to the canal. Yeah. So but there be. were also, but there was all <clears throat> kinds of mercantile along the canal for a century right. that disappeared. You know, at, at Lock Three, that was the site of the American Toy Marble Company, and mm -hmm. um, there was a factory there. They made millions of marbles a year. Took them out in boxcar loads on trains all over America. So yeah, you know, but we reactivated the space in a way that made sense as a place where families could come, bring their you know, babes in arms, toddlers in hand, kids in uh, strollers, and have a free night of musical entertainment. So it's been successful now. Here we sit 16 years later. So it's lasted that long, huh? Mm -hmm. How about that? Almost as long as the U.S. has been in, at war in Afghanistan. I don't think there's a direct correlation <laughs> there. I don't think that activating the space at Lock 3 and having tribute bands play on the stage on Friday nights for free uh -huh. had much to do with the war in Afghanistan. Okay. I, was, I was trying to make that link. Yeah. Um, I'll, work on, I'll work on it more later, perhaps. You know, and if you come up with something, I think that you, know, you ought to definitely go into intelligence. Pro yeah, probably. Um, that's something maybe the CIA needs yeah. is an activator. Well, maybe. Activate Afghanistan. Or maybe you would find intelligence and mm. that would be like something that you could write on your calendar. I'm still looking for intelligence <laughs> 45 years later. Um, so, Chris, thanks for that um, yeah. update on yeah. things that have been activated in the past, um, reactivated. Currently, however, mm. so this is one of those spaces I would love to activate. And since you are an yeah. activator, yeah. Um, would you mind giving us a little bit of... Well, we ought to talk about Maiden Lane. Because yeah, Maiden, Maiden Lane is just a wonderful bit of Akron history. It's a thoroughfare that once extended yeah. from... West Market Street to West Exchange Street. It's been interrupted uh, along the yeah, way so. and along the decades by the construction of the uh, Akron Public Library and by the Polsky Company in uh, the late 1920s. But it once ran the whole length of downtown. And you know, when you stop to think about this space, it's got kind of a, um, a, kind of a dusty glamour to it mm. because this is where can I use the word shit on your podcast? Uh, let's find out. This is where shit happened. <laughs> yep. Quite literally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Main Street was the spot where storefronts uh, attracted people with their displays of clothing and restaurants and bars and taverns and furniture. I mean, we were a very active downtown. But here in Maiden Lane is where all the shit came out. Garbage, crap, loading. I love it. All the work happened here. Yeah. And even today, you know, we're standing in front of, in back of 195 South Main Street. Look here, how many? Yeah. I counted them the other day just because I know you were coming. There's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine dumpsters. 
So yeah. on a Monday morning at uh, 5.30 a.m., since that's about the time I get at my office usually, mm -hmm. I almost always will encounter at least one garbage truck coming through and... Yeah, because the weekend's trash, Yeah, huh? and these guys pull these dumpsters out into the alley, load it up as they do, and put it overhead. Oh, here comes a speedster down Maiden Lane. That guy wants... And, he activated uh, those puddles. He did. What What are these buildings? What's... Well, you know, the most important I don't even know building, where I am. The most important building is the one right here to the north, and that used to be the Ohio building. And, and you know, I, just for the hell of it, I, I went to the Akron City Directory for 1920, and I looked at these buildings to see what was here. It was a big population year for it was, Akron. It was, it was. We were growing. We were the largest, fastest-growing city in the United States during that year. And when you looked at the Ohio building, there were about 100 tenants. 100 tenants. Yeah, and the same thing is true with the Second National Building, which is just across the alley. And the uh, the Second National Building also had about 100 tenants. And they were lawyers, doctors, dentists, title companies, real estate companies, um, you know, other kinds of people offering personal services, travel agencies, businesses that don't exist anymore. And so this was a busy, busy place. And everybody mm. has trash. And all the trash... That, that is a commodity that's not going yeah. anywhere. All the trash came out here to mm. the alley, and the lowest among us in terms of class in 1920 or wages would have been African Americans, and there weren't, it wasn't a large population in that year, but those are the people who probably handled the trash because mm. those were the jobs that were available to... Uh, African-American immigrants to Akron. Do you think, you know how they always say like prostitution is the oldest profession? Yeah. I would think that trash man would be a close second because there's always trash. I don't know, but you, for, you have to have something to generate the trash. So I think... Oh, you need something before... <laughs> so right. I, I think that... I mean, it's not unusual probably to find condoms here in Maiden Lane on the alleyway. Uh, uh -huh. I, I would think that <coughs> prostitution definitely is older than trash. Okay, we've established that just based on yeah. that one fact yeah. right there. Yeah, I, but, but I mean, yeah. stop and think about yeah. how glamorous Main Street was, and people like to think back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, mm -hmm. how downtown was exciting, and there was lots of commerce and business, and O'Neill's and Polsky's in the 40s and 50s were open. Well, this is the place where the other work happened. Yeah. And you'll still see a loading dock down here into what we call the, still call it today the Malone Building. So this is where they would have mm. unloaded furniture and appliances <clears throat> for the stores that were okay. in, in that building. So it has kind of a rusty glamour to it in a way. Yeah. It's, a, it's I, like a, a, in Maiden, Maiden Lane is a great name, isn't it? Maiden Lane, maiden, yeah. Maiden, because a maiden is sort of a, a woman who perhaps has, who's, who's seen her best days and mm. is on the shelf, as it were, mm -hmm. and not waiting to be taken off the shelf. Mm -hmm. She's there for good. It could be, you know, and, and okay. You not, know, nothing against her. You've, you've challenged me on, yeah. on, on, on this assignment here. Yeah. So when I was looking through the... Uh, city directory, street directory for 1920. I wondered if anybody lived on Maiden Lane. Okay. And, and there was just five people at one address. And one of them was named Miss, um, I gotta think of her first name, Florence. Miss Florence Philly. Florence Philly. Miss Florence Philly. And because they identified her as Miss, 
I'm assuming that mm. she was a maiden. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking now that Miss Florence Philly maybe had a story that... We need know, to look a little bit deeper into Miss Florence she Philly's... Could, she could become the patron saint. Yeah. Female. Yeah, she could become the female. patron saint yeah. of Maiden Lane, you know. And that would be the mural that goes up above yeah. this dumpster of... There's room for it, isn't there? Yeah, Plenty of room. You know, the nice thing about this alley is that we have a roof because they, when they built yeah. the parking deck here in the 19, late 1990s, And it's I a guess. beauty, I guess. Yeah, it's about a thousand cars go here. Man, it's a, uh, They it's build an overhang. Communism. They build an overhang, yeah, so... Well, I wonder why uh, they did that, build an overhang. I don't know. To, I mean, it must have been a conscious choice to cover, cover the alley so that people could service it. And it still serves its original yeah. purpose, you know. If you come down here almost any day at noon, you'll see the guys at Lockview bringing out the yeah. trash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who works in the kitchen always has a smoke out here about 11.30. Okay. And then I usually see him uh, at about 3 in the afternoon as well. Okay. That's the one thing I do remember about Maiden Lane was my, back in the days when mm. I was a rock and roller. Yeah. Pulling up behind, La or at that time it was um, Lime Spider and taking the drums out of the car and so yeah the bands this would be the place where the bands unload their yeah. equipment and uh other fun stuff happened back here obviously if it's a rock and yeah. roll time well if we're going to activate this space i suggest we start it on halloween oh why is that on halloween well take a look i mean yeah. wouldn't this be a cool place for a halloween party it would be we close the street down between church street and university and Plenty of free parking right here in the county parking deck, but it's covered. Yeah. So if you get a inclement weather that night, you're You're still right. can have a party. You can put a band in here and the acoustics. Sticks. Yeah, it does sound are good. wonderful. Sticks. Sticks. Yeah, yeah. get nice echo here, and uh, you know, other than occupying space with the dumpsters, it's kind of trashy and it's it, kind of Halloweenish. Yeah, it'd be cool if the bartenders were in the dumpsters and that's where they serve to mix their. Their drinks. I'm just trying to. I, I, you're an to entrepreneur, work. and I would recommend to you that you copyright all of these ideas now, and have Halloween on Maiden Lane Halloween as, as Maiden an, Lane. Act, an event to activate yeah. this space. And that's where we unveil the, what was it, Phyllis? Florence Philly. Phyllis, oh, Florence Philly. Yeah. Miss Florence Philly. Well, maybe we could have an award. The Florence Philly Award for the Best oh. Maiden. Oh, yeah, Best Maiden. You know, and we didn't invite maidens to come. Uh-huh. <laughs> of all ages. Yeah. You know, those who, those who are fresh in the, in, the, in the face and those who whose jaws are a little bit jolly, you know. And yeah. Sort of, there's, there's gravity yeah. is having its effect. Sure, I would yeah. invite all of them. Yeah, all no the discrimination. Maidens. Yeah, it's open to yeah. all people. It's very yeah. welcoming. Yeah, very welcoming event. Yeah. It, it actually would be. You could make it a neat yeah. little soiree. Yeah, made, you could. Maiden Lane. I think you ought to probably work on this. Now, of course, part of Maiden Lane is activated already, and that's the part that Tony Trophy created up just north of Market Street. Right where he created a club and music club yeah. and a couple of restaurants there. But then it stops. And um, so now, and they took away Maiden Lane when they built the library in that block. But it picks up again uh, here at, Mil at Bowery Street. And then it comes through what used to be the Second National Building, the Ohio Building, um, 195 South Main. 
pretty soon downtown Akron partnership is moving into this next building. Oh, I didn't know that. Lockview restaurant, Baxter's restaurant, and then the Malone building. And then it picks up again on the other side of Polsky's. Oh, does it? Yeah. See, I didn't know all this was called Maiden Lane. When you gave it me is. the directions, I immediately thought this part that is activated. Mm. Um, but yeah. you were talking about this part. Historically, but... it would have run the entire length of downtown. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I, hmm. I guess you could tear down Polsky's and keep it going, but then my office would. I don't think you'd want to do that. Exist? No. Yeah. I don't know where would Chick Fil A go. Rude. Oh my gosh, Chick Fil A. Let's. Can we talk about Chick Fil A for a moment? I don't. I don't eat there. Okay. It's um, a, it, and it's a philosophical and political choice that I've made that I just don't want to eat their yeah. sandwich. And they, I've had it. It's delicious chicken. Okay. Have but you? I, I, yes, I obviously, but I I'm have not, not buying it. Had it, so I don't eat it for obvious vegan reasons. Vegan reasons, yeah. So okay, so take us out of the equation. But yeah. Chick Fil A on the UA campus, the University yeah. of Cam- Akron campus. I think almost they should just rename the University of Akron to like Chick-fil-A U or something like that because the amount of Chick-fil-A that my students are gobbling up on a really? regular basis. That, but you're in the Polsky building, I think. Well, I'm, I'm on air on a few days and I'm in Polsky, oh. so it depends where I'm teaching. Well, you, you pretty much got to be in Polsky to get the Chick-fil-A. I don't think there is another one, is there? Yeah, there's one oh. in the, uni, the student union. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, Starbucks and Chick-fil-A, that, hmm. those things could take over the world. Well, and I they've think. taken over part of the world so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- th- anyway, so much. Well, let me change the subject. And, <laughs> Thank and, you. And throw a little bit of history at you now. Please, please. Because at the far end of Maiden Lane, yeah. going the other way south, down um, by Exchange Street, uh, was where some other significant events occurred between 1917 and 1919, when this the Bourgeois... World War One time. Well, yeah, but it was parallel. That's a parallel track. It was World War One time. Okay. But it had nothing to do with World War One. Gotcha. We, we had the Borgia Gang in Akron. I don't know this And one. Mark Price has recently written a book about the Mafia in Akron. Uh-huh. And at the corner of Maiden Lane and West Exchange Street okay. uh, was the first killing of an Akron police officer by the Borgia Gang. And they would kill four more Akron policemen in the two years following that. So Maiden Lane has this little unsavory bit of history to it. it seems too. like a good place where some bad deeds might take place because yeah. you're kind of hidden back here and alleys were dark they weren't lighted i yeah. mean they are today they've put all these led things in here i mean yeah, it's as bright as the sun if you come here in the morning <laughs> oh, really? yeah well, i come here i come here at uh, oh, it's 5 30 yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning and it's bright as day in here wow um, but in those days there would have been no light at mm-hmm. all so yeah dark alleys carry a certain kind of reputation yeah. that is deserved so the board can you, do you know much about the Borgia, is it Borgia gang? It's the Borgia gang, and they ended up sending, um, I think, two men to the electric chair. But oh. I would recommend Mark Price's book on okay. the Mafia in Akron. It's been a while since I've read it now, so. But I did, I was aware of the, the killing of the Akron police hmm. officers, and they are memorialized just yeah. really a block away here at the police memorial. They were the first to be assassinated, basically. And, you know, the, the story with that is is that it was the beginning of prohibition, right. and so, um, and and in Akron, it was the beginning of the rise of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. They weren't against African American people so much in Akron because 
black population in Akron in 1920 was small and powerless. Mm -hmm. But what they were concerned about were the papists, yep. of which you and I are, are both members. <laughs> uh, the Irish and the Italians. Yeah. And uh, the Italians then started their own gangs in response and um, mm. trafficked in various criminal activities, including whiskey and mm -hmm. bootlegging and so forth. And the Klan and the Appalachians who had moved here from the South were very much against that. They, mm -hmm. were, they were for prohibition. And the, the Klan, not too soon after that, they became very powerful in Akron, did they, didn't they? Akron was one of the largest cities. Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Indianapolis, Indiana were others. But Akron, Ohio was one of the larger cities where the Klan held uh, a strong political base. Mm -hmm. We have pictures uh, in the University Archives in the basement of the Polsky Building mm -hmm. uh, of the Klan marching down Main Street in their white hoods. And with women, too. There was a women's unit as Maidens. well. Maidens, as it were. And um, the sheriff was a member of the Klan. Yeah, uh, several members of Akron City Council, several members of the school board. It was a political mm. party, in effect. Mm -hmm. And do you know the name of the man who drove the Ku Klux Klan out of Akron in no. 1926? Well, you do, but you don't know you do. His name was Wendell Wilkie. Really? Wendell Wilkie was a lawyer at the... Uh, predecessor to the Ohio Edison Company. He had an office down here further north, right on the other side of Maiden Lane. And Wilkie um, joined with the pastor of the First Congregational Church at the time to really give the Klan a hard time to speak out against them when others would not. Hmm. And he was very courageous, always was courageous his entire life. And then he left Akron to become the head of the utility in New York City. And he was Prior to the current occupant of the White House, the first person without any political experience to run for office mm. of President of the United States, mm. he ran against Franklin Roosevelt in 1940 and lost. Yeah, didn't fare too well there, yeah. Hmm. Great, I mean, yeah, great man, though. Great man. One of my heroes, really, even though I'm a Democrat and he was a Republican. But here's the thing. Wilkie was a Democrat right up to the day he... <laughs> until he got the nomination by the Republican Party. Oh, was, oh okay. Yeah, 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Another little story here that we tell on Maiden Lane. I don't think they, I think they realized they didn't stand much of a chance with, against FDR, possibly. That was the... Yeah. Um... So a portion of this podcast yeah. I, uh, is called deactivation. So I ask anybody who's on the podcast to maybe think of a place here in Akron or anywhere that you would love to see deactivated, and then we can just yeah. deactivate. Yeah. I guess I haven't given that enough thought. There is a space that is being deactivated, and that's the Akron Beacon Journal building. Ooh. They're vacating that building here within a matter of weeks mm -hmm. and moving down to what we call the AES building. Um, i trying to think if there's anything other place I'd like to see deactivated. Deactivated. Um, Would you like to see that? I'd like to see the big box stores deactivated. I, deactivated. I'm not a big fan of yeah. big box stores. Like what's, what's one nearby? Um, probably the closest ones are either Target and West uh, Akron, mm -hmm. Maybe that's Fairlawn. In fact, that's in Fairlawn, or the Howe Road stores going the other direction. Yeah. But I'd like to see those spaces deactivated. You know what? They're being deactivated. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. They're getting vacant. Vacant. We overbuilt retail 
something ferociously. And so not, and that bodes well to some extent. On the other hand, there's a wind that blows nobody good uh, for the future of downtown. Yeah, right. By deactivating those stores, you could essentially activate Smaller downtown. retail yeah. that's closer to home where people want to live. And that's the story that's in play all over the United States right now in every major city mm -hmm. and minor city, frankly. I mean, you know. And so it's the one thing we haven't been able to accomplish in Akron, but we're, we're almost there. We, when the landmark building opens with 100 units, we'll have 100 market-rate apartments in the middle of downtown Akron, and that will be a mm -hmm. very consequential event. Mm -hmm. And that's just right? It's right down here from right Maiden here. Lane. Yeah. yeah, it's just a block away. So, from so Maiden Lane, this is, right down this is a good, Church Street. So activating Maiden Lane is probably a good idea, given the fact that soon there's mm -hmm. going to be plenty of mm -hmm. activation going yeah. on just a block down the road. And of course, right up here, this is Church Street. It yeah. runs parallel, you know, perpendicular to Main Lane. Yeah. You, know, you know the story of Church Street. Oh no, I, it maybe was, I do. It but. was it was the, the the street was named that because there were churches. Yeah. Right okay. up here on the yep. hill during a time when there were two Akron's, north and south, oh, uh -huh, and uh -huh. this area was called the Gore. It was a Gore. triangle of land that extended from the canal up to what is now Broadway, mm -hmm. and that was kind of a no man's land where the people of the north and the south Akron would meet at church and so there mm. were churches built there right. and then eventually they joined together in one city and became uh, cert certified by the state chartered by the state the gore is Akron. the gore 1850s the gore thank goodness for that because yeah. usually i don't fare too well with north and south i would not i would forget every night which where to go because I'm directionally challenged. So yeah, you would just you would end happen. up probably wandering, <laughs> Maiden Lane. Maiden Lane. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, I I appreciate um, I appreciate your time speaking with me. Um, well, it good, certainly has been stuff. a pleasure. It's been a pleasure I talking with think. Mr. Greg Milo. I'm, you know, you're kind of a. I'm a kind of a celebrity, and so anytime I can sort of hang with um, kind of medium class celebrities, I'm I'm mm. I'm chastened by those experiences. Oh. Well, I think I could have said the same about you being <laughs> a celebrity in Akron, but maybe just everybody's in Akron is a celebrity because it tends sure. to be that way that yeah. a lot of people know each other. Yeah, that's true. Largest small town in America. So uh, it'll be it'll be sad to leave this. On one side, mm. concrete jungle. On the other yeah. side, brick mayhem. Yeah. And uh, the gloom of the cloudy skies of Akron, which usually seems to be the case. Well, it's lifting now, and yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we've gone from a kind of a heavy gray uh, overcast sky to a sky that will soon have a little bit of blue in it. My mother used to say, if there's enough blue to patch a Dutchman's pants, it'll be a good day. <laughs> and I don't know exactly how much blue that is, but I do know that if the sky starts bluing up, mm -hmm. it's going to be a nice day. What is it about a Dutchman? I wonder what... I don't know, but that's, that was the expression my mother used to say. Hmm. We would go out and say, oh, it really looks awful today. And she said, no, 
there's enough blue to patch a Dutchman's pants, it's going to turn good. And she was always right. Hmm. She was not a meteorologist, have I? <laughs> right, right. I'm glad she had some skill, I'm guessing, in um, like tailoring. What do you call someone who tailors or sews or a tailor? Seamstress. <laughs> Seamstress tailor. is what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Florence Philly was a seamstress. Oh, maybe that's what she... And she hung out with a lot of Dutchmen. Was, maybe she was a mistress, too. Mistress. It's hard to know. A seamstress I would. Mistress. I am now fascinated by Florence Philly's personal history that I'm going to have to look at. Yeah, up. we're going to have to do some investigation yeah. Yeah. on this woman. I mean, yeah. maiden. Maiden. Well, thank you yeah, very indeed. much. Um, Mr. Greg Milo, it's been my pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, David. Dave Lieberth. Yeah.